0: how to do let's get into the show Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited about today's guest, Corey Peterson. He's of from Kahuna Investments. We're going to hear all about what they do, what they are. He's going to talk about property managers, property management, good bad ugly vetting them, how they can fit into your portfolio, as well as he's got a free offer at the end of the show and. And I'm really excited about this conversation and where it will go. So Corey, welcome.
1: Well, thank you so much, Christopher, for having me on. And, and listen, uh, I really, uh, it's crazy times right now. Like the market's been crazy. Interest rates are all over the place. And um, so it, it really is a, it's a crazy time, but it's great to be on your show. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, I know we had—we uh, were talking backstage and you had a really interesting story you wanted to share with the audience. So kind of tell people all about it and we'll
1: get right into it first you know i'll jump in real quick and just tell you my my, kind of my short background story but like um you know we started in real estate i started in real estate in 2005 so um you know 23 years ago is kind of when my life changed forever um i actually went to hawaii for the first time with my girlfriend now my wife for 21 years and we go there and I, i really met my first mentor his name was bruce I like to call him Bruce Wayne. Okay? <laughs> he wasn't Batman, but he did have a lot of money. And it was the first time that i had seen real true wealth. And um, you know, I had ask Bruce what he did. And he said the magic words. He said that he was uh, an investor and that he owned apartments. And so uh, I took that uh, recipe and left the island. And about three years, then I read the little purple book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. That's when my life changed forever. And Um, I went on the path of real estate. And what I found is that um, over time, when I first started, I did single family fix and flips. And I found that that was not the right spot for me. Uh, You couldn't scale. um, You're trading money, uh, you know, in and outs. And, uh, you know, it's the worst type of income you you could possibly be in. And so we moved into multifamilies in 2011, and that's all we've been doing since. Now we own uh, over two hundred thirty million dollars of commercial real estate, ten active assets, and then this year is the year that we've we took over property management. And so, uh, what I'd love to say about that is, uh, I used to say I would never manage any properties. Like, oh gosh, Cord, do you really want to do that, right? But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of tell it from your guys' perspective as potential investors. And probably what you guys should be looking out for and asking because it's really about asking better questions to if you're partnering with operators like me of how are they set up what are they doing and um and how are they doing it well especially in today's environment where everything truly has skyrocketed right our taxes on our properties have went up um insurance has went, uh, I've got one property, the insurance went up 150%. And this is in Georgia. And you're like, gosh, you know, that's not really a bad state for hurricanes, but it doesn't matter, right? So it has been very much a, a, we'll call it survive to 25. But you, the days of where everybody could do, you know, throw a dart and hit a decent deal and kind of manage it and kind of just halfway go through it and have success those days are over my friend right it is now about who is efficient property managers and asset managers managing these uh, these big giant ships you called you know apartments and so one of the things that we did this year was we took all that process on chris and I, i'm not sure if i should be call, calling dr lou so I, I, I don't know. Tell me what I'm, how am I supposed to address you, brother? Oh, yeah. Just, uh, okay.
0: just call me Chris. All my friends call me Chris. So.
1: All right. Well, I was like, man, I don't want to be disrespectful at all. Yeah. But, um, but what I've, what I found is that there is so much benefit to taking on the control of your assets. Right? So I'll give you an example. Uh, we own a lot of student housing properties, right? So in other words, these college kids, uh, they go to college, right? And you got to stay somewhere. So, and I love the student housing aspect because mom and dad always co-sign. Like my daughter's a sophomore in college right now and I co-sign on her lease, right? Um, like a lot of us have and we've all been there pretty much, right? Yeah. And so we know how that thing works and you you rent for 12 months, even though your school's only nine months, And it's just kind of the way it is. But the control of that, uh, of when all the students in that environment move out all at once, and then you've got a short amount of time to fix them and get them ready, and then they move back in. (laughs) Well, last year on one property, we had a $40 million uh, project that we own that's in Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania. Uh, Our property management company spent $370,000 to turn the whole property. Right? In other words, you know, cleaning carpets and they third partied everything. And I let them. And then they gave me the bill, and I was like, oh my God, what in the world are we doing here? This year we took over property management. We did the same process for $122,000. So we saved almost $200,000. Um, why? Because we were in control of the people. And here's the thing um, and the process, but more importantly, it's the culture, right? Our biggest business that we're in, and people forget this, it's not real estate. It's the people business. And once we understand that we're in the people business and you start playing the people game and trying to find the very best people and getting them motivated, selling them the vision and the story behind our, our brand Kahuna Investments, the Kahuna way. And, you know, and having a, a really built in process of because most people don't realize either that they have um, culture in their company, whether they know it or not, and are they controlling it. And a lot of companies don't, and especially third party. So when you're a third party, uh, you hire a third party management company, you're hoping that that culture is like yours but most of the time it's not. And and the biggest relation or unrelated project is the way we pay property managers. They're paid for income collected, right? Income collected, not NOI, right? So expenses don't matter to them. So they'll spend you at a house and home because that doesn't affect their pay. And so, we find that we're not aligned at the, at the right spots when we have third-party property management. So the ability this year to bring that all in house has been tremendous.
0: Yeah. I love that. And, you know, property managers can be the either uh, pain in the pain in the ass or, or, uh, or they can be a you know huge asset in the pit, basically controlling expenses and kind of talking about like vetting, what, what, what should you look for in, uh, in property managers?
1: So, Probably we, we use that now. We use now we use technology a little bit. So, first of all, we have a whole process that we do go through just to get on our team. First, we start with called predictive index, right? Predictive index is just a, a tool that we use to figure out kind of who you are naturally, right? <laughs> Some people like for a pro, and then we and we actually have built a, a, a program that says we only are looking for these types of personality traits, right? And you got to either score a nine or a 10, or we don't even interview. We don't, we won't even go the next step, right? Because like, so for example, um, property managers, we need them kind of with a little bit higher precision. Like they're going to be doing reports. We need to be on time with those reports. Um, So we've got to have that. We also have to have a a stronger dominance, right? We want them to be a little more dominant because they got to lead their property, right? And lead their people, right? Um, not super high dominant because then they just go rogue. They do it their way. Right. So, but, so there's a, there's a real skill. Um, they've got to be sociable. So they got to have interactions and be able to deal with people. Right. And they're either driving and usually on property managers, we want a driver uh, versus steady. Right. And so uh, cause steady would be like your office admin that could come in and do the same work each and every day. Right. With property management there's always different fires right and we're like hey this is today's thing so let's drive and get that done is and then we have that for each position that we hire for because the leasing manager is totally different than the property manager property manager is more more formal more in command that leasing person sells and sales people are crazy right and so Salespeople are usually disruptive. They're horrible at paperwork, but they're great with people. And so you've got to have someone like that property manager that's really good with, you know, reports and all that other stuff to balance out that crazy sales guy. Right. Um, and so it's really putting together a, a neglected team that can understand how to communicate with each other and function well. And so it's it's a it's a wonderful process, actually. But you get a lot of diversity in that, right? Because we don't want to hire the same robot for each spot because everything has different needs and wants and desires. And this is where I think a lot of property management companies, they don't want to invest the time in this because it's expensive, right? And they don't always – they just usually sometimes we need to have a body. And we don't like to play the game of just fill somebody in the role. We find that it's way more better to take a little more time and find a good quality candidate and lead them and then, uh, attract them. Right. And you attract them through your company culture, your vision and all that stuff. So it's good. And then they end up, ble- we call it bleeding kahuna red. They'll, they'll really go to bat for you because they're like, they're proud. Right. And it really, this is, it comes back to training too. Like, think about this, like you go through medical school, right? Like it's a whole process, right? Like, not everybody makes it through that gauntlet, but when you come out, you're like, dude, I did all the work required. It's like a badge. And then as you guys get your bigger your certificates or whatever for different, you know, I'm not a physician, so I don't understand, but I'm like, there's probably different levels of like, I got this, 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 and this, and this, the credentials behind your name. Right. So in essence, we're trying to build that with our team members is to have them, uh, fulfill different spots in our company and goals and achievements and we honor them with that type of badge in a way right and that gives them and then what we do is when they do something really well chris will then let them present it to the whole team and we find that that is that is gold when you get someone that's um doing something really well you say listen i want you to roll this out you're going to put together a, a webinar and you're going to roll it out in front of the rest of the team and i want you to lead it you create the curriculum. You be a leader in front of your peers, man. People will do more for recognition in this world than they will for money. A lot of times, right? And um, it, it really it becomes magic. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love that. Uh, so I love that, I and mean, I love this idea. I have. Couple questions. One is, um, what are your thoughts on the economy, especially uh, with interest rates? Um, some people say recession. Some people say boom. Some people say interest rates are—we're going back to zero interest rates. Some are saying it's going to stay here for longer. Um, commercial real estate. T- tell us more.
1: I believe that we're buying right now. I'm I'm in buy mode. Right. Um, listen, I think there's an interest rate play to have. Like, if you make a deal, works in today's rates. You're probably gonna do way better in tomorrow's rates down the road. Tomorrow's rates will probably be better, right? We, we hope. Um, but if you can make it today, uh, I think you're gonna be in pretty good shape because you're also getting today's insurance cost priced in your deals too. And you have to, to, in order to be able to transact, it has to work or the bank won't finance it. So, um, I am very right now, uh, I look at I'd like to buy in fear and pain, right? The last time it was really bad was 2009, 10, 11, right? Now, during COVID, uh, I was in student housing, which sucked, right? I got my butt kicked, right? But what did I do? I bought more because that's where the pain was. I saw it, right? That whole time, where it was like, oh, my God, is it? I'm like, COVID is not going to last forever, kids. I'm going to start buying these properties that everybody wants to sell because they're so worried and they had one little blip on the on the record, right? Like, I'm okay with that. But so I got a lot of good deals and good properties, because everybody else was scared. Right. And I feel like that's what's going on now when there's, it's not a uh, normal playing field. And there's disruptors out there. To me, that is the indicative thing that you should show you that you probably should be buying today. Right? And uh, it'll dollar cost average out. But like the whole thought is you still got to find good deals in good markets. And the job will always be, Chris, is to find needles in the haystack. Right. That is the job as an, for me as an owner operator, partnering with investors. My job is to go find needles in the haystack to smoke out the deals. And, and to do that, we have to look at a lot of them. And most of them don't qualify. Right. You kick him to the can. Yeah. Uh, so it's a numbers game.
0: Yeah. I love that. What a f- fantastic way to end. How does uh, how can people reach out to you? Uh, what is you know, how can they check out? Yeah. You know, and- I,
1: I, the best way I'll, I'll give you a, uh, one of my books that I wrote called Copy Your Way to Success, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Uh, you can get this book by texting the word book, B-O-O-K to 480 We'll send it to you for free. Read the first couple of chapters, see if you like it. But it's really the story of um, my personal journey of how I started from a used car salesman to a multimillionaire. And there's a lot of clues that you, that you learn on the way. So it's learning. And my biggest thing was I didn't, I barely made it out of high school. So I was never that smart, but I always surrounded myself with very smart people. And I learned from them and I modeled, even though it says copy, I modeled their success really well. And that's been my biggest gift is I'm not very good at creating new stuff, but I can model something that works so freaking good. And that is the story to my success.
0: Yeah. That's the beauty of it. There's so many different paths to success. It's not just one. It's not like you just follow it. And uh, I think Pablo Picasso said the greatest artist steals. So, you know, why reinvent the
1: wheel when it's already there, right? Just use it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you start adding your little strokes, right? Yeah. It's like, it's really like you get the the, the main picture, but then you're going to add the little things that make it you. Yeah. And I think that's the part that I love mm-hmm. I love about this game. And there's so many ways to make money in real estate, really. It's really just pick the thing that you're most passionate about. Find yeah. the partners. Like most of our deals that we do, we have partners. So find the people you like to partner with that make it easy and fun. And it helps uh, overall achieve your, your goals. Right. And the great thing about if you hold real estate long enough, you can get the tax <laughs> depreciations and all the other stuff that comes with it. So to yeah. me, it's been, a, it's been a wonderful journey.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, well, fantastic conversation. I really enjoyed it. I love your philosophy. There's a lot of smart broke people and there's a lot of rich Based on traditional methods, they not deemed smart, but they're smart in their own ways. So this yeah. is one of the ways what you're describing. Definitely check out the book. Um, those resources will be in the links show notes. Yeah. Leave a great. And day you can always
1: go to QNInvestments.com. Yeah. That's our that's our website, so you can find us yeah. there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Awesome.
1: and uh,
0: I love this conversation. And uh, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me, my friend. Appreciate it.
0: I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful